What's good, everybody? It's Aaron, a.k.a. The Lost Homie, a.k.a. The Anime Anthology, here with another black anime review of Pompo the Cinephile, a movie dubbed and brought to us by G-Kids and animated by Clap Animation, a studio that was founded in 2016. This movie has a lot to say for the most part. Pretty, I guess a lot of people have been saying that it's kind of surface level, but I think it does a good job of inspiring and really being a movie that if you love movies, you love TV show, you love seeing the production, the behind the scenes, that kind of stuff that this really shows in a very unique way. So first, let's go over the synopsis real quick, the storyline of the movie. Pompo is a talented and gutsy producer in Nallywood. Now, Nallywood is is Hollywood, but just like Nya, you like the, like the cats, <laughs> like cats and like anime, and like well, Japan. I said anime, like Japan, right? So uh, Pompo is a talented and gutsy producer in Nallywood the movie-making capital of the world. Although she's known for B-movies, one day Pompo tells her movie-loving but apprehensive assistant, Jean, that he will direct her next script. A delicate drama about an aging and tormented creative genius starring the legendary and Brando-esque actor Martin Braddock. And a young actress seeking her first break, but when the production heads towards chaos, can Jean rise to Pompo's challenge and succeed as a first-time director? Now, per usual, we're going to go through our animation scale, which has a critical and a personal. Critical, we'll go through animation, story, characters, and production. You know, for animation, we'll talk about the environmental, the character, action, and cinematography. For story, we'll talk about the plot, plot progression, ending, and pacing. For characters, we'll talk about the likability, the effectiveness, and their designs. And then production, we'll talk about sound design, musical score, and voice acting. We'll give everything a score out of the some of the parts. So, you know, everything's out of 10. Some of the parts give them all a percentage. And then at the end, we'll do an overall score, which is out of 140, which will give us the official, the official Black Anime Review score. And then we'll jump into the personal, which is what I call the fun factor, which will detail go through, which will detail or go through the enjoyability, the interest, characters, rewatchability, and suggestibility for this movie. Now Let's let's just jump right into it because there's a lot of stuff I have to say about Pompo, and I'm gonna try and segment it and not jump ahead as I do this review because, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I could say about it. So, starting out with the animation, I think this is definitely animation at this point, especially for anime movies, should never miss. They should never miss. If you're watching an anime movie from 2022 and the animation isn't hitting then that's an issue. That's an issue, right? At this point, we're not looking just for animation that's good, but animation that's unique, and they do something that separates itself from other animation movies or animated movies or anime movies. So talking about that and getting into it, with the environmental animation, I think it's gorgeous. We are taken from basically, you know, uh, a different universe's Hollywood, which is really well, really well drawn, really well animated. The art style is really well done. It's colorful, but then at times it is dark. It's dark what it needs to be. And then we're also taken to the Swiss Alps, which are beautiful, gorgeous scenery that fit really well in this movie, fit really well with the characters standing into it. There's parts where it's raining and the rain, and, and it's just, it's just, I'll just say this, it's beautiful. One thing I really love, I love, I love clouds and water. If y'all didn't know that, I love the animation of clouds and water. So if a show has really good cloud and water animation, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so excited to cream my pants, right? So with this, the animation for that went in the Swiss Alps, when their nature is beautiful, and there's a part where you have Natalie, which is the actually seeking her first break, and 
and uh, Jean sitting by a pool outside of a, a party, a, a house party or whatever. And it's just, it's, how do I, I don't explain it. It was just, it's simple, but it's beautiful. There's the fireworks, fireworks going off and end up going off in the background, I believe, if I'm remembering right correctly. And just them two there talking and, and relating to each other. And, and there's this part where, you know, Gene says, you know, I figure that all I can do is make this movie or die. And what, how they do it with it, with just the whole scene is beautiful. It's just amazing, well done. And it's, yeah, I, there's, there's just so much I can say about the environmental animation, how it made me feel in so many, in so many different ways. So, yeah, yes, yes, this is a movie where environmental animation is really going to take your breath away. I found myself staring at the, at the background sometimes even more than the characters. That's how much I loved it. Now, moving into the character animation, I think this is probably, well, environmental animation, 10 out of 10, if you didn't know. Character animation, I think what it does is really, really purposeful with how they, does, with how they make the characters move and how they make the characters act. Um, especially like this one part in the beginning, which is kind of one of the linchpins for the movie where, uh, Gene is on a bus and he sees Natalie jump into a a puddle and it's a simple, and it's simple action, but it's where he says, he basically says that like, yes, this is like, this is a perfect scene, perfect scene looking at her. And it's, and it's more than just environmental. It's the character animation, it's her action. It's the cinematography of the moment. It's all that that really make make that moment, that make it special. And so in saying that, the character animation is really, really, really well done. I think it reminds me, and this is, this is some of the influences from you know, Western animation that it has, where it has sometimes this cartoonish nature, but it's, it's, it's what brings about the, the emotion, the feeling of the characters, and allows you to sympathize with them through those kind of things, through those kind of actions. And so, yeah, no, I think Pompo is probably one of the most animated character. And she does a great, it does, they do a great job of, of animating her animations, like who she is, and it shows them who she is. So yeah, character animation, 10 out of 10. Action animation, there's not like fight scenes in here, but there is, there's, there's a moment, there's a few moments. I'm gonna speak specifically about when they're filming in the Swiss Alps. They're filming this movie that Pompo has tasked Gene with, and in this movie, there's a part where the character Martin Braddock is, you know, uh, he's, he's fixing a roof, and he falls off the roof, and there's the wind, there's the water smacking against his, his, his coat and everything, and it's, 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 it's a, recrea- a recreation of, like, real life, if you get what I'm saying, like, that's how, that's how good it is, that's how good I felt about it, and that's when I was watching it, I love, I love that, I love when you really feel like, you can see wait where it it's like a one to one thing. Like I, I had times in the movie where I'm thinking this could be live action. Other times where I'm like, I love the power of animation. And I love when the movie makes me go back and forth with that. Where they do animation so well that I'm like, wow, this could be live action. And at the same time they're so imaginative that it it <laughs> it's so imaginative that it could never be live action. And so that's yeah, no, I I, I think the action animation is amazing. There's also a part where um, I, there's also a part where where Gene is editing this movie and they show him cutting through the reels, like you know, like he's Ichigo or something, you know, cutting through these reels. Or he has a, he actually has a, looks like he has a scissor blade, so it'd probably be closer to um, uh, Kill a Kill. And it's a scissor blade, and he's cutting through the reels as he's editing his movie, and it's it's one of the best parts of the movie it, because I love 
I love it when they show different things in an imaginative way. And this shows in a very imaginative way. And I've, that's why I just enjoy it so much when it comes to the action animation. Uh, something I didn't mention either before is the transitions in this film are phenomenal. How they move from set piece to set piece, everything. It's And when I get into the story, it'll I'm going to get into a little more. When I get into the story, I get into it more. But how they how they do that just gives it that behind the scenes. It, it's a movie's movie in a sense where... It's it it's like a it's like where it's blasting kind of the fourth wall in a way and such that the way it edits its transitions to let you know that we're showing you this behind the scenes movie this behind the scenes idea of what's going on so yeah no I think phenomenal all the way around and yeah uh, lastly cinematography this as I said before it's the movie's movie it takes the cinematography very seriously in my opinion. And cinematography in this is phenomenal. So many scenes tell so many stories. So many scenes tell so many stories in just a, a motion, a second. And it's it's just, yeah, phenomenal. Great job from top to bottom. Just just focusing on those little those little parts that what that that are what make a movie better than just the sum of its parts that make it above and beyond. And so yeah. Animation overall is a 40 out of 40. That's a hundred percent. There's not one thing I can say where I did not like animated. Not one thing where I'm going back and I'm like, uh, you know, well, they could have did that better. No, that one part. They did it all amazing from beginning to end. Now, let's talk about the story. So, as I said before, if you want to say the synopsis, it's about Gene being given a movie from Pompo, who is, you know, like I said, talented and gutsy producer. And the story itself is not... Is not the most complex story, which isn't an issue to me. I think it's uh, how a movie deals with its plot and what's going on is more so did it succeed or did it fail? Not if it's innovative, not if it's something that is completely breaking the mold. It's a little bit, it's, it's unique enough that it's not a blatant copy of something else. And it's interesting enough that it'll keep you watching it. So, yes, it's not, again, it's not the most. Not the most like complex Attack on Titan. Um, uh, what's another anime with like uh, um, Code Geass? It's not gonna sit there and make you rack your brain. My dad, it's it's simple. You can't, you're, gonna, you're gonna know what's going on from time to time, from where it's going. But that doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it bad because it handles it really well, right? But getting into the plot, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this movie, and most of it is good. But I have it as a seven out of ten because there's a few parts that's not. And it's going to factor into the plot progression and the pacing. So, so Gene, so getting more deep into the plot is that Gene is, he's a movie loving assistant. He's, he's clumsy, he's a little clumsy. He got, he has big old bags under his eyes because he's tired all the time. And Pompo is eclectic. She's, you know, she's, she is, she's, she's willing to go for it all. She thinks the, the most of herself, thinks the best of herself as she should. And, so she gives this movie to Gene because she sees him uh, edit. She she tasks him with editing a, a fifteen second promo for a movie they just work, finished working on making before the movie that they start. The movie that he starts directing, and after seeing what his his talents, she gives him the role as director in, in her newest art house, um, artsy uh, Academy Award, trying to win film, and that's where like the plot really pushes itself and starts going. 
So everything up till then is good. We have the first two acts, them filming. I think, like I said, it's a, it's a movie's movie. I love the behind the scenes and how they do it. It doesn't get too real to where you're like, you know, seeing the most realistic nature of Hollywood. But it stays in, upon its territory of being this movie about uh, a creative giving the ability to make his dream come true, which is relatable. And it really grabs it grabs me in my heart. I know it grabbed other people at their heart and really made them care about not only the characters, but the story that's being told in the film. And so, but the issue I have this film, which is why it's 7 out of 10, is two things I'm going to say. And... I'm gonna speak it, um, speak originally. Without this, this first part is not an issue, but then I'm gonna get into my two issues, right? So first thing is there's a part where Pompo and and uh, Gene go back and forth about something. Pompo says the perfect movie is made in 90 minutes, while Gene says it should take a movie should take as long as it can to tell a story. And Pompo says that she doesn't watch long movies because that she feels as though they become bloated. And that, they, and that they, they continue on for too long instead of getting to the point. They're not concise. And Gene disagrees with this. However, this movie is called Pompo the Cinephile. It's about this movie that Gene figures out that he is telling for Pompo because he idolizes her. And also, he cares about her opinion. You know, He cares about how she feels, and he wants to make a movie that she'll love. So if you, if you look at the runtime, you know this movie is about an hour and 30 um, without credits. So it's perfect 90 minutes. And... I think that's also the crux of the film. I disagree with Pompo, but it's not something that I I am factoring into into my review. But when you watch the movie, you notice that the first and second act I think are paced really well, progressed really well, all that. But it's the third act when we get into something that deals with um, this this broker or not broker. He's a, this accountant who works for a big who works for this uh, not accountant. Was he? Uh, he works for a bank. This banker works for this bank. And he's a he's somebody who used to know Gene when he was younger, and he, this is them meeting back up, and he takes a chance on Gene because Gene has to do reshoots, and it wasn't in the budget, and so he and so that that they're trying to ask the ask the bank that his the guy works at, and he ends up taking it on, and there's this whole thing about you know dreams coming true and finding your purpose and stuff like that. I get it, but the third act becomes a little bloated, it becomes a little not well paced, and. And it hurts the plot progression and it hurts the plot because it, it, it becomes to where it starts jumping, starts speeding up rapidly in which it would have it would have benefited from having another 10 to 15 minutes of just kind of fleshing out certain parts of kind of giving us more of what we got in the first two acts of uh, more of this growth, this development, more of building these characters to the payoff that is the ending. And so that's where I get to seven out of 10 is because that third act rushes to the finish line. Instead of really taking his time and telling his story. And you could fault this because you could say that the director wanted to be 90 minutes. You know, after all, that's what, after all, that's, that is what Pompo says is a perfect movie. And she's a main character. She's definitely the main focus of this movie end of the day. But at the same time, it, it needed another 10, 15 minutes for me. Just to give it a more full-bodied ending. Just to give us more payoff at the ending. But the way they wanted to end it. It, it works. It works for the movie. The way I, I'm gonna jump, I'm jump over plot progression to ending. I give the ending a ten out of ten because at the end of the day, it works. At the end of the day, it works. Like I'm not the end. I don't think the ending is bad, right? So this is like the the back and forth, right? I think it could have been longer, but I don't think that because it's not longer that it suffers a bad ending. The ending is is, is full circle from the whole ninety minute comment to the movie being ninety minutes. It's full circle. I don't really feel too forlorn about the characters. Like ah, like but it's just. 
I feel like the movie overall could have benefited from an extra 10 to 15 minutes of film of just breaking down some more, brings down some motivations, uh, giving us some more of those beautiful uh, 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 environmental and character shots, and and even giving us just some more of the actual mood that's being made. Like we see bits and pieces of it, and and I'm getting so I think the voice acting is really good for a lot of the parts, and it's just yeah, it just kind of sucks that we don't get to we that, that in the third act we lose some of the magic and some of the joy and some of the just the wonder that we got in the first two acts, um, all replaced by. Something that I would say is very cliche with the whole idea of the dream. And it kind of just takes away from the uniqueness of the movie while we get in the third act. But overall, still liked it. Anyway, getting the plot progression, 7 out of 10. Because third act. The third act, it, it just pushes through the plot. And, and again, the pacing is a 7 out of 10. This is one of the few times where I give them the same score. be Just because we end up racing from each to one. So the plot doesn't progress in the way that is always effective. And instead, we just kind of get this rush towards the end that I think wasn't necessary. So, yeah. Anyway, that gives us a 31 out of 40, which is a 78%. Moving on to the characters. This is the second strongest part of the film. All right. I'm like, likability, effectiveness, designs are all 10 out of 10. I think these characters are beautiful. They're real. They are, the art style is really well done. I think, um, some people might get confused. These are, I, from what my perception of it, I haven't. I probably do read more research on the film, but these aren't kids. These are most. Of these are adults. I think Pompo is probably the youngest out of all of them. But these are adults. Just the art style. I like the art style. How it it gives us. I don't. I, there's a name for it. Can't remember right now. But the art style gives these characters that may look like kids, but they're adults. They've been through college. They've been adults for some time now. They've been working hard, and it's kind of cutesy, but at the same time, it's very serious. It's very real, and I really enjoy that. It it uh, there's a few points, there's a few times if I go back to the barn scene where the character Martin Brad they they give him these very animated facial facial faces right, and it lends itself to the art style and I really enjoy that uh, yeah so likability I think these characters are all likable they're all at the end of the day they're all full characters you don't give any half characters we you know uh, Martin Braddock uh, plays his role well as the veteran the veteran actor who 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 helps and who who has the knowledge to help this pull the potential out of gene gene is the apprehensive but curious um but uh hard-working um assistant turned director and he played well pompo is the like i said eclectic she's gutsy she is she and she never betrays herself you know natalie is naive but willing to learn stuff like that like they like they're full body there's no no point are you looking at a character and feel like they're half baked and so they're all, i think they're all likable for their own different reasons um effective they're all effective at some point in, in the story each one of them plays a part in getting this movie made and getting the story finished none of them feels left out for the most part and for the minor characters, the minor characters, but these are all necessarily major characters that all have an effect on the film, and they do a great job with it. Designs, like I said, I love the designs. I love the character art. I love the way they did the art style, and also I love the way they look. I mean, I love Gene. Gene has the bags in his eyes. He's hardworking. That's like, like it's just it's little things that are simple, but really tell the story of the character without even, without without even watching the movie. You can kind of get an idea of how these characters are done. I think that's what what also a good part of character design is when you have one of two things, when you have these wondrous characters that are fantasy-like and that you're like, wow, wow, I, I, I could see them on this world. But then you also have the opposite. We have these realistic characters. 
that that you look at one glance, you're like, well, that's the hardworking guy. That's the that's the animated person. That and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a good technique in which when you're telling you your movie that it just adds to the development of the character. So yeah, I like the designs. I think I think all of them looked really well. Like this is again. This is another thing where I think is like on par with animation. Where in 2022, if you're having bad character designs, um, then you're—I don't know what to tell you. It's 2022. We should be—we should—we should be up on this now. We should be up on this now. Like that goes basically hand in hand with animation. We should have good character designs and good animation. All right. If if it's not that that that's like the base. It's like the base right now. Okay. Uh, so that gives you a 30 out of 30. That's 100. percent Lastly, we have production. Now, sound design, y'all know, y'all know I say all the time, my bass is five for us. I give it a seven out of ten. There's some really good parts where the sound design is really good, but again, there's, there's nothing where I stopped. Like, even Weathering with You, I think, has phenomenal sound design, whether you agree with the story or not. When they're falling through the sky and you hear the wind really whistling and hurtling through, I think it's beautiful and I think it's really well done. This doesn't really have those moments. I think the strength is definitely more on the animation side versus the sound design side and stuff like that. Musical score, 8 out of 10. Uh, I think the music is good. I probably could give this a higher score, but, you know, it's. I think probably give this a higher, but I think the music is really good, really well done. I just, again, it's just, for me, it's, I think for sound, for production, for me, I need something that pushes it over the edge. Just like for everything else, though, like animation, characters, and story, I need something that pushes me over the edge to give it that that high 9 or 10, and nothing in this does that, even though I think the music is well done. Uh, voice acting. I watch this in dub. I wish I was able to see it in sub, too. Um, so I give it 8 out of 10 because my problem is that a lot of times we do have, um, and this is with Japanese or any language, um, uh, even the dub, like this is where sometimes characters' voices to me don't always feel like they fit. And if you're a free of these characters, I think they didn't always feel like they fit. For Martin Braddock, the times it didn't feel like he fit. Um, for some of our side characters, some of them felt the voices felt a little like they just felt a little off to me. That's just imper- now voice acting is probably the most personal thing on our critical score, but that's just how I felt. Um, so yes, yeah, eight out of ten too. It's still a high score because I still think it was done well. I, I enjoyed the dub. I enjoyed the dub so much, so I still think it was done well. But at the end, it wasn't. It wasn't to me like it was so perfect that I'm like, wow, this is perfect fucking casting. Like it wasn't that. So yeah, there are parts where I am just sitting there like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this could have been a little better. But yeah, that's what we have it at. So production give me that gives us a 23 out of 30, which is 77 percent. So you know, drum roll please. The overall score is a 124 out of 140 which is at 88%. And I think that's really fair. Uh, if you were to give this an 8 or a 9, I would agree with you. I think it's definitely more on the 8 side than a 9 side, just by just because of the plot and the story. Just the story. The stories are, are, are not our weakest part, but our weakest important part. I think the production is really important, but it's our weakest part in the sense that I feel like it could have done more. It could have done more, and not in the sense that of the – of it being simple, but in the sense that just giving us more towards the end, towards that, you know, end of second, third act, just giving us some more, giving us some more that isn't that, that, that is more like the first two acts in which we have this beauty, this, that, that kind of gets lost in the end where it becomes now this rush to tell this last subplot, this last story of them getting this, this, this grant, this money for the reshoots and, and fulfilling this dream, just something that's a little bit more than just that. Yeah. If it could have been just a little bit more than just that, then I would have 
definitely, I think, giving it a higher score. But I think overall, it's just, it's just a good movie front to back. There's a lot of stuff I like about it, a lot of stuff I enjoyed about it. And I am not, again, I'm harping on the story. The story's still fun to watch. Like, it, if you are, if this is your kind of story, you're going to watch this and enjoy it. You're not going to watch this and be like, oh my gosh, I was, now nah, you're going to enjoy it. So uh, I, I don't think there's much I can really say to down it because there's so much I liked about it. Um, animation, and I've said it time and time again um, during this review, it's one of my favorites. I think 2022, 2020, since, basically since 2020, we've been getting phenomenally animated movies and shows, and this is just continuing the trend of upping the ante when it comes to that unique animation. I really love this movie also because I love behind the scenes. I love seeing behind the scenes, behind the curtain of movies, music, um, TV shows, um, even like podcasts. I love seeing the behind the scenes. I love how seeing. I love seeing how things get done, and they do a good job of showing things getting done. So even if it is not as hard to the paint as some movies are, you know, even though it's not showing us the underbelly, the the bad side of Hollywood and movie making and stuff like that, I think it works in its favor. It doesn't take away from the movie that we're not seeing, you know, the industry's failures and the industry's issues, but so, but, but more so what we wish an ideal industry could be where um, people could, could have their dreams come true and could make these films and be believed in and be given the agency to create their dream, you know, and it's not always going to work out, but you know, when we give these people the, the chance to create their dream films like that, we usually get some good, some good products. I'm going to say that. We get some good product. So, I, yeah, I just, I enjoy it. It, it inspired me. It made me happy, excited watching it. And after watching it, I enjoyed every part of it. And it actually surprised me a lot. Uh, with the art style, you sometimes think when it's not something that's like a Ninja Scroll or even Akira. I'm talking about older movies, right? Um but the art style is a little more, you know, realistic, while this one definitely leans on on its cartoon and, you know, being real animation movie, you would think it's more of a, you know, kids movie like that, and it's not. Pompo is 100%, it's, I would say it's for all ages, but it's 100% definitely gives you something as an adult and everything that you will enjoy it. Uh, usually I don't talk about that, but I just feel like the animation, the art style really it really needed to be, I guess not explained, but talked about just a little bit with how it's done. Because, again, you have adult characters that look a little young. And the only few adult characters that look older is, uh, like, Martin Braddock. And uh, I can't remember the main actress's name for that for the one of the first movies. Those ones look a little older. But relatively, a lot of people are around the same age. The art style just lends itself to having them look younger, which is an anime thing, I guess, right? So, yeah, that's how it works. Moving into my personal, my fun factor, just like the little things, enjoyability, 10 out of 10. Because I enjoyed it front to back. I was having fun with this movie. When it ended, I was, again, I was a little dismayed because I wanted more. But, like, it was enjoy. I enjoyed every part of it. Uh, interest, 10 out of 10. As I said, I love behind. I love the behind the scenes. I love the behind the scenes, that behind the curtain, that look behind the curtain. I love that, and it does a really good job of that. Um, uh, characters, 10 out of 10. I, I love every character. I don't. I think like I said, like usually with the if the characters are good and my critical, I like them in my personal. So that's just how it is. So ten out of ten on them. Rewatchability ten out of ten. I wanted to rewatch it as soon as I left. As soon as I left the theater, I wanted to watch it again. Not because I was missing anything. I mean, probably a few things, but just because I got that look behind the curtain, man. I love it, and I just wanted I wanted to experience the movie again and experience the characters again. That's what I wanted to do. Like. That's what I wanted. I wanted to experience it again. 
And I think it was really good watching on t- watching on a, in a movie on the big screen. I think that's what that's also what really made it really really good. You know, I, not every movie I feel like is just such a good like a film movie, a good um, movie theater movie. I think a lot of movies could. I mean, they're not, a lot of movies are not movie theater movies. I'm just gonna say that. A lot of movie theater movies. This is a movie theater movie, uh, I, and I enjoyed every part of it. Great in the theaters, amazing in theaters actually. Um, but yeah, ten out of ten watchability, suggestibility. I thought it's 7 out of 10. This is not everybody's movie. Let me repeat that. This is not everybody's movie. I'm saying 7 out of 10 because a lot of people I know that are really into anime and stuff like that, I think they'll enjoy this movie. If it's a new person, I it's a 50-50 toss if they really enjoy this. I think for someone who likes, like I said, stuff like me, likes behind the scenes, likes seeing movies being made and stuff like that, likes watching those clips, you'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll really like it. Especially if you're, if you're not in the anime. And I think it's perfect because it's not too anime. It's just enough. It's just enough anime to get you kind of interested and intrigued in it. Um, but for other people, it's other people. I know a lot of people who watch it and say it was slow. Say it was slow. Say it, it took a while to get to its story. So I know people who would say that. And although I would disagree with them, it, it for me, I just said those, this, isn't the, this isn't the movie to suggest to them. So it's not, I don't think it's a movie necessarily for everybody in a sense that some people aren't going to like some of the choices creatively with how they did certain things. They're not going to like certain ways in which they handled the storyline. They're not going to like in certain ways where they spend these times on these cinematic shots. You know, it, not everybody's going to like it. That's my point blank period. So that's why I give it a 7 out of 10 for suggestibility, which gives us a fun factor of 47 out of 50, which is a 94%. So, yeah, for me, I, if, if you have the time and it's showing in a movie theater near you, then I would definitely, definitely definitely go check out Pompo the Cinephile. So that's our review for today. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. We, you know, love y'all. You know, all right here Black Anime, we love our listeners. We love people who come here and check in. Check in and listen to what we got to say because we got to say a lot of shit. And um, please, if you want me to review anything, any movies, any TV shows, and that's animated, anime or not, um, just hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on our comments on Instagram, um, actually, I think our email is in our bio too. So or I forget where it is, but you can email us. I, I contact us and let us know. Uh, whatever you're listening on, please give us a rating. Um, please get, please rate us. Please leave a comment. You know, we can't get better unless y'all tell us how to get better. And we always trying to be the best. So yeah, really appreciate anybody who made this far and is listening, or didn't make it this far and still at least give us a chance, give us a listen. Uh, yeah, love y'all, and we'll definitely check you on the next Black Anime Review.